I'm Susan Dunlop and this is episode 53 of Coffee and Contemplation with Susan. Today we're going to speak on a topic of communication or authentic communication and I have with me Rachel Lee who I'll introduce in a moment. What we are touching on is what other avenues there are available to us that break away or break the habits, break our belief that typed posts or messages is truly communicating. Where are we today? You know, much more is being shared via the internet and social media. As a business owner, communication to me took a step back to in silence when my own nursing agency software became text message based and speeded up our delivery. But I was serving in an industry of nurses who were the best communicators. And it definitely shook the tree for our heart-centered business when that human connection was replaced with the need for speed to fill a shift. It was a competitive thing, but it really made a difference. And the nurses, I could feel, took you know, one step back. The sound of a click as we adopted the once you know free community platform that was Facebook was around 2008. And then that vied for attention with the image sharing platform of Instagram. And then Pinterest is a bit more of a personal use platform, but I believe it's got its purpose. And then the kids are all on Snapchat and then there's TikTok and all of that. And we learnt to click and kept clicking and liking and kept liking a comment maybe, or even just a pre-typed comment is there for you just to choose from. Or we share someone else's stuff and feel like that was communicating. But to me, it wasn't. And it took until last year for my own reasons, ethical, personal, and by way of you know exploring alternative means for me to think outside the box again as a business owner to how I could communicate my business services and look at what I wasn't seeing. So I deleted, I didn't deactivate my personal and business, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest accounts. That in itself was a challenge to me. It took me days. I had to sit with it and think of all the things I was going to miss out on. Who wasn't going to invite me to anything anymore? I wasn't going to see birthdays. I wasn't going to see memories. When I got through seeing what that was going to be like so I could take the leap of faith to you know, believe that I can do business my own way again, I breathed out. I am on LinkedIn because my business is to serve business community, the business and healthcare community in particular. So I am there for that purpose. And that's where I've met Rachel. Rachel, to me, she's probably the queen of communication. Okay, so Rachel is in Austin, Texas, and you know she's led branding, social media strategy, content development, blogging, influencer communities, podcasts, so much more for the Microsoft Partner Network. So she leads the branding and marketing strategy for Standout Authority, and that's the company that she owns with her husband, Joshua Lee who is known as the dopamine dealer of LinkedIn. And I've also seen him in a hospital wearing a Spider-Man outfit, which made <laughs> I just felt that in my heart. Rachel is not only the you know at the front line of this company that she has, she is a businesswoman, she's a wife, she's a stepmother, she's a daughter, she's a sister, and she's a friend. So I found from the moment I spoke to both Rachel and Joshua, their communication comes from their heart. Yes, they're in business, they're in the business of this communication, but you can feel it straight away when someone's you know, connecting with you in an inauthentic way. That I mean, it might be authentic to them because they hope they're going to sell their business or serve you some way, but there's more to it than that. Before I introduce Rachel, 
I did see, only just to link up this conversation with where we're going today, is that Rachel shared a post two weeks back on LinkedIn that she said, 10 reasons why you should get off Facebook. And I thought, oh, okay, well, I got off Facebook, so that's another little part of our conversations. <laughs> I'd like to welcome you, Rachel. It's a pleasure to have you, and I'm really looking forward to our chat. Oh, it's great to be here, Susan. Thank you for the kind introduction. That's I'm excited to chat about this. <laughs> Ta-da! Yes, where are my bells? Hello, we're here. <laughs> Standout authority helps companies build their voice, their personal brand and influence so they can change the world. And I think you can only do that with authentic communication. So that's where we're sort of going to go to today. We're in a really interesting time, Susan, and there's people that can hide behind all of the technology or really identify your brand, your narrative, your story, and use that to propel and accelerate your voice and opportunity. And I'm in that camp and that's what I believe in. That's what I believe is my purpose and mission and my true nature is to really help people uh, to, to identify, have that strength, that confidence, understand what they can say and execute it on social media, on podcasts, on wherever it might make sense. Hmm. Where did that originate from in you, that desire to do this, Rachel? You know, it's funny because I've been in quite a transformational journey myself. Worked at a marketing agency, then got my MBA, then I worked at Microsoft and Gartner. And then just in June 2021, I made the leap out of corporate. I part of that great resignation, right? To just say, you know, I wanna, I, I feel in my stomach that I'm not connected. Okay. Um, because I wasn't sharing my voice. I didn't feel like I could share my authentic voice and really bring all of my superpowers and strengths to the table every single day. So I left to to work now with my husband and be a co-owner and and be standout authority. When I think about as I was going through this, am going through this journey of transformation and transition, I was thinking back into my childhood. And I have written down when I was like a kid, you know, 10 years old, that I wanted to be editor in chief of, you know, fashion magazine like Vogue or Cosmopolitan. Um, I, that was, I had that vision. I wanted to actually be a journalist. And then I realized I don't really want to do that. <laughs> it's a little, <laughs> I think I'm going to go into business because business has more rounded skill set and my, my dad's a businessman, my grandfather, et cetera. But what's interesting, right, is that we we know deep down what drives our purpose, what drives our passion. We sort of ignore it. We ignore it. And then because of rejection, fear, society, money, all, all the things. But the more that I sort of identify back into who I was, the more, the easier it is for me to communicate to find my voice mm. and to then help others do it because I've done it myself. That's interesting. The word knowing or know has come up mm. in five conversations in the last week with me with other women mm. saying it to me that it is that's that knowing. Did they all knowing. read Glennon Doyle's Untamed? Possibly. Oh my gosh. She's amazing. That book is heart-wrenching vulnerability, honesty, awakening, and she speaks about the knowing. Ah, uh, okay. And that like capital K. And Gabby Bernstein does too, you know, some of who I would consider to be my spirit mentors. Yeah. 
and that knowing that's that feeling in the gut it's in the chakra right it's in yes. that solar plexus and it's in the navel this sort of creative purpose all of that heart this side of us that we especially as women we just ignore it but it's really interesting that the more that you start to unfold it you know it's like oh yeah there's that thing that that gut knowing intuition that starts to guide us and i think it's about sitting with it that's um like even this morning like i meditated and i did i, I got a message through my meditation that it was quite a you know interesting one for me, me to come up so i was just afterwards i just journaled the thought acts so i was meeting you next i thought i'm going to go back and have a look at that later but it mm. is it's sort of like you've got to give yourself that space to truly honor who you are and you know, bring your gifts to the world which is where i can see now is what you're doing you know that you've, you've had all that experience and all of that will just fuel so much more momentum with what you're doing because you have, you've seen how other people operate in their own organisations and you've seen so many people or you've, you know, spoken on stage, a lot of experiences that you can just, you know, gather up and put into a bag. Yeah, you know what I say, what I, when I think about personal branding, um, Susan, which is really the epicentre of everything, like that, we're in the age of personal branding, everything. Your personal brand is not just how others see you. So it's how others see you. And that's how most people talk about it. My brand reputation, what, you know, everyone references the Jeff Bezos quote, what people say about you when you're not in the room. That's what personal branding is true. And it's how you see yourself. Mm. And so I believe, and I already know that you are in the same camp as me because I can vibe off of your energy, right? That we're just in this awakening. We're in such, there's the energies, everything. There's such a shift, planetary shift happening. And in that is people looking at themselves and saying like, who the F am I? Like, yeah. what do I want to do? Like, well, well, whatever I thought I was doing in my life, whatever you thought life was going to be about before COVID, it's changed. Things yeah. have changed. They just have. It's different. Things are different. And it's the opportunity, you know, again, like that's new. You can yeah. stay, you can stay where you were or think or, that that's what you were focusing on. But if you can actually pull yourself back to honor who you are and look at what the bigger thing you can be that excites you, yeah. it has to come from you first, though. It definitely has to be because it doesn't matter what you as what you're just saying. If, if your brand is out there, unless you're owning it, yeah. It's not and if come it's through. not based off of how you see yourself, if it's not based on what you truly envision and coming from, and that word authenticity is used a lot, but I take it seriously because authenticity to me means vulnerability. It means that I truly understand who I am, that inner compass, that connection to self, that deep clarity on who I am and what my superpowers are not what other people think not you know oh because i was on that corporate i was that corporate person i could have been up 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 that ladder right going that whole way and i decided not to yeah because of that inner that looking inside myself and saying there's more that i feel like i can give and so i think 
we have to start, we get to start there. And then when we think about how we communicate that authentic communication and some stuff you want to talk about today, it's very difficult to communicate authentically if you don't understand who you are, yeah. what your what your experiences are, what your credibility is, right? You don't have that together. It's hard to communicate. And most people, what they're doing on social media is just saying a bunch of shit. They're just, bleh. and it's not actually reflective of who they are or their goals or their vision. So we get to start with the personal brand. We start there and then we work on how we communicate that. And I think that's what I probably can see and I pick myself up on it now. So I, I, it's more not to operate from a reactive perspective. Oh, gosh, I've got to put a post out. I've got to say something. I, I need to respond yeah. to that. You think, no, you don't. What happens yeah. if you don't? You sit back for a minute and say, does it really mean anything to you? Are you just wanting to be not missing out on being seen and and all of that? So, yeah, I think that's something that, I mean, gosh, we could talk forever on few of our subjects that we nearly chose to talk yeah. on today so I was going to start with you know, what do you mean by Facebook and Instagram are dead is that more so a marketing thing or in relation to what we're going to speak about in terms of real communication yeah so you're referencing Josh um Josh and I did an event in November called 10 reasons why you should get off Facebook yes um and specifically the Facebook platform I Inst although Instagram, you know, is part of Facebook, specifically um, Facebook, you know, I think that what we believe in, um, these platforms are more pay to play. They just really are. To get any sort of exposure on Facebook right now, that's meaningful. You, you usually need to do paid advertising. We're not even going to go into the lawsuits and a lot of the data and a lot of, you know, uh, ways in which that meta has shifted and um you know looking at the company in and of itself shifting into meta just from a branding perspective right just okay so it's not facebook facebook is now part of the suite of meta but looking at where the company is going mm -hmm. they're gonna they're creating the metaverse right and they're going to be a huge player i i don't think that there will be the same sort of Facebook as we know it today will not be what it is in the metaverse. It, that's a, a world of, I don't know, it's like the movie free, it's like matrixy. I, I mean, the metaverse is not, I don't, I'm my, my kids do the, you know, Oculus and all that. Um, but so I think that when we think about, okay, why, why do we get off Facebook? We first think about, well, what is my goal in using social media? Do I have advertising dollars to support growing my following and content engagement and lead generation, et cetera? Many of us have money, but don't necessarily want to put it into that. The ROI is not there. It's going down. You don't have the same audience targeting. But if you have, you know, if you're a million plus business, there absolutely can be a benefit. The other option is how do I, how do I want to meet my goals organically and organic marketing is very different. It is advertising, Facebook, Instagram, also pretty paid advertising, mm -hmm. unless you can have a very loyal fan base audience with few followers. It's just. You got to be know that it takes time. You're not going to just grow this following, right? 
There's a lot of hacking the algorithm. Um, and then you have a platform like LinkedIn, right? And then of course there's TikTok. TikTok is amazing for organic. I just haven't dove into TikTok very much, but in terms of organic traffic and growing audience, it's, it's arguably better than LinkedIn. However, LinkedIn is a business professional platform. It is, yes. And, you know, there are advertising opportunities as a company on LinkedIn and the LinkedIn marketing business is growing fast year over year. Um, I spent time with a lot of the LinkedIn team while I was at Microsoft. I was there when the company was initially acquired in 2017. And so I was very invested in understanding what the implications of that acquisition would mean for Microsoft. And so I was always, you know, talking to the LinkedIn people and Microsoft people and with LinkedIn though, overall, it's a platform, 800 million plus members. It's a member first platform. It's all about the people and you can create amazing connections, not pay. You don't need to pay. There's no, no paying. You're paying with your time your effort and maybe paying stand on authority, right? Paying or train for training so you can learn how to best use the platform or you want somebody to really just do it for you. I mean, that's what we're here for, but we're not using paid advertising. So I think there's just, um, that's great. Hello. Hello, Frankie. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love, um, live podcasting at home. That's it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think that those those are some of the things that in in that specific presentation, as we talked about it, and there's a lot to consider. But organic marketing, all of us have to think about that. And if you're going to really execute upon that, LinkedIn is one of the best platforms to do it because it's also indexed on Google. It's a hundred out of a hundred Moz score. It's incredibly indexable for the Google SERP. What does that mean? Your posts and your articles on LinkedIn can show up on the Google SERP without putting effort behind it. Like, you know, there's all these SEO, huge investment team, teams in SEO, your one man show, one woman show, you can do a great post on LinkedIn. It can show up number one on the SERP because just because you posted on LinkedIn. So there's a lot of interesting, a lot of interesting benefits. Yeah. to using the platform there's been a shift i can see that with i suppose i wasn't really using linkedin terribly much originally i think yeah. when linkedin first started it felt a little bit a little bit more like a cv still and, is for a lot of people but we're trying to get people out of that okay that's what it felt like and then i've come back into it with my marketing consultant and you know i'm looking at you know she's helping me with my business page but I've got my own mm -hmm. profile and that confuses me because they're both the same name is that the way to communicate to have a business page or just to have your own personal connection there so you need both so okay. you're you're an entrepreneur you're a business owner so I'm going to speak into that audience right okay. you you want both right so you have your of course you need your personal page on LinkedIn and then we have our company page one, because when we say we're in our experience section and our profile and you put in, oh, I yes. work at standout authority, right? You want it to actually go to a company. So it looks legit. It's like, if you, it's like, if you didn't, if you searched on Google, right. And there, and you weren't there, you'd be like, is this company for real? Same thing. So pure, just like trust and credibility factor. You want to have that company page set up. 
And on the company page, if you have employees, right, they can be connecting. So it starts to show more of that legitimacy. You can use the company page to post about your employees, about content, recruiting. With the company page, you can do advertising. And now they just, their newsletters, you know, were rolled out if you have creator mode on personal pages. Now they started to do newsletters if available for your business page. Right. You want both. If I only have so much time in the day, am I going to try to have a different post for my personal page and my company page? No. Focus first on Rachel B. Lee getting three posts out a week. Okay. You can take those posts and share it to the company page. Real easy with a little bit of copy. If you have extra time, great. Get out, you know, a post a week on your company page, a few posts. But speaking into that solopreneur, that small, small business, right? We only have so much time and how I would, you know, focus in on my time and where I'm putting content. But that's good because, again, it's like the time you spend on where you are going to put your posts is also important in terms of how you communicate. I, I never looked at anyone's business page, say, of someone of the size of my business. I never would have yeah. gone to look at their business page. I just knew that was in there. That would show the icon for yeah. their business. That's what I first thought it was about. So maybe just some people listening may not have realised the use of both of them. They are important for their own purposes. So yes. That's good to know. Yes, Aaron. One other quick thing. Mm -hmm. If you do LinkedIn events, so if you create an event, if you do it through the company page, you could do a registration where you capture email addresses. You can't do that if you do an event from your personal page. All right. So you can actually capture the emails. So when we do events, we do it from standout authority. Every person that registers, we get their email address. That's important for organic, right? Getting organic leads. Um, a meme that I saw years back, and I think it might have been as I evolved from owning RNS Nursing to becoming this coach. And it said the best marketing strategy ever is care, straight out care. So can we talk on that a bit? You know, like in terms of you're talking personal brand, you're talking people wanting to make money in their businesses, but how do they honestly work out a way that they come across as caring on the way they post or in the way they communicate yeah. their business? Yeah. So we use the 10, 20, 70 rule for posting content. 10% of the time it is personal. So an example of that would be Josh and I's anniversary, you know, going on a trip to Mexico and reflecting on that time together, right? Personal. 20% yep. of the time is on your product or service. So that is you talking about a workshop coming up, a new product or feature, literally specific stuff about what you do, the product or service. And 70% of the time being value-driven, really value-driven thought leadership, industry-specific content. And so most people do the flip. 70% <laughs> of the time they're being promotional and talking about themselves. Hey, look at me. I have this. I was on this podcast. This is this, this, this. That should only be 20, maybe 30% of your content. So when you are creating value-driven content, you are caring because you are educating as a thought leader. And what we do at Standout Authority is we create thought leaders who have influence. An influencer just wants to sit and talk about all themselves and, you know, right? The difference to us is that when you're a thought leader, you have expertise. You have expertise that is validated through your experiences, education, certifications, whatever, right? All of these different things that you have. 
and you are sharing to give, to be in service and educating people because you care, you want people to know. I want people to know that they matter. I want people to know what a personal brand means. I want to stir up conversation around that, right? And so when you come from a place, and even if you're posting as a company, right, it should be the same thing. It should be around how are you talking about what you're doing for the community, for your customers, right? For the industry, for whatever the case is, not just selling people. And so if we come from a place of giving and really serving, educating, we know that we're caring. We know we'll build human conversation that leads to opportunity. Mm. So it's a human conversation is the yes, key Yes, because pe- people are going, especially on LinkedIn, you know, unlike a TikTok or Instagram where people literally will get into the scroll hole for hours, people aren't scrolling for hours on LinkedIn, right? On LinkedIn, the amount of time was about seven minutes. It's increased to maybe about 17 People ain't on it that long on the feed. They're not like Josh and I on it all day, right? And so what people are on LinkedIn in particular, they're going to really learn. They're there to connect with somebody. Maybe they got a message. They're looking for talent, right? They might be recruiting. So they're coming in the mindset to learn and connect with somebody. And so the more that you can pique their interest by giving value, the more they're going to trust you. And that's really about building an emotional connection, which is like marketing 101 and branding 101, right? You either, you first need people to understand the functional benefits of your product or service, like what the heck do you do? And then you can build an emotional connection. How do you build an emotional connection? You care, you give information, you stir things up a little bit. <laughs> it's interesting. So, so the, the 101, this, like the marketing and branding 101, I know when I started this business, you just made me realize like and i've only just oh october last year when i deleted facebook and instagram and i put my hand up to my marketing consultant joan who'd supported me in my big business and i said joan it's time i need help i'm not i haven't come from a marketing background or a branding background so mm-hmm. you know the value in having brought in someone who has all those years experience and has a team who's making me march faster so that I'm delivering that as me. And it's so valuable to be okay to reach out to experts, I think, when we're unsure of ourselves in this type of space. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. What do you think it is that makes people shy away from asking for help in, say, marketing and branding? What have people said to you? Was there a reason why they've taken this long to come to you? Oh, they're just lost. They, they're scared. They don't. They don't care. They thought they, they didn't need it <laughs> in the past. They didn't, this is most time. Yeah. Well, I didn't really need my LinkedIn, right? Because I just like put my resume on there. I haven't checked it, but now I'm realizing, oh, I'm looking for a job and I kind of need to, you know, look for this. Oh, I'm realizing that my referrals are drying up. Things have changed in this p- pandemic, post pandemic world. I need to actually put my voice out there a little bit more to get those referrals. I'm not attracting clients, right? (laughs) Oh, I want to, Rachel, I have a book launching. I I want to get my voice out there, but I haven't touched my profile. (laughs) I'm not posting any content, right? So it's just usually there's an inflection point where I have a goal. There's something I want to accomplish and I'm realizing that 
in the social media digital world we're in, mm. <laughs> I have to put myself out there. It's just not the same environment. I mean, Susan, even from just like, cause LinkedIn is still very much a job seeker recruiting platform. Like still that's, you know, 50, 60% of the business and opportunities and why people use LinkedIn is for recruiting and job. And so for people that are recruiting, right, which a lot of people are on LinkedIn for recruiting, things have changed in the pandemic COVID times where you're not going in person for interviews. Now, when you go to networking events, it's online. And so, because I, I work with the masters and MBA students here at the University of Texas Macomb School of Business, and I'm like, wow, like, I can't imagine if I was interviewing and trying to get internships and jobs, and it was 10 candidates on a networking Zoom. Can you imagine? So what would I as the job seeker do? Or what would I as the recruiter do? Well, heck, I'd be definitely on that LinkedIn checking out their profile. What are they putting out there? Because in a sea of 10 faces on a screen, it's a lot different. So I think that all of these reasons are really making people realize that they have to care. They don't mm. have, there's no choice because we are now truly in a remote work. We're in a digital environment in every aspect of what we do yes yeah and and that's even making it very obvious that when you're talking about that that personal brand is more than just saying me as a business owner it is a job candidate also needs to understand themselves to put themselves forward differently because it is all online now yes all of it wow okay we've moved into the space of talking about you know the zoom era and you know i've been introduced to something called marco polo and they're playing around with things like that just to see how we can communicate because i do a lot of things with people in america um so we're trying to work out how can we like you and i've got our time zones we're sorted you know i'm at 8 a.m and you're 5 p.m yeah. so how do you do that i've seen you've mentioned that and i suppose it comes back to that initial message that i was talking about that you know, the in-depth and complex social rituals of, you know, verbal and face-to-face communication is where I'm going. If we're looking at that outside of being on a Zoom call, so what else is coming that people like me would be better to use? Is it video or is it audio? Is there anything else? Even on the other side of life, you know, I'm, I'm off Facebook and Instagram. I've been asked by Business and Women's Network saying, well, how will we communicate with you? I said, well, you can send me an email. That would be useful. <laughs> but they, they've lost. Yeah. They've got stuck in a, a spot that they think that their members page on Facebook is the, the space. And I thought, well, I'm not seeing mm. any of that now. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. So personally, well, I mean, as in terms of networking and in terms of business, is there any of those sort of thoughts that you can maybe just you know, cover before we sort of finish up? Yeah, I I absolutely think that the social audio is where it's at right now, right? There's the whole world of NFT and blockchain and that whole community. There's a lot of interesting opportunities to get in front of your audience and in different ways using Discord, et cetera. Steph, Josh and I are looking into those opportunities. So there's that side of it, which is both advanced and now becoming mainstream right? So NFTs being your ticket into opportunities and communication. I mean, literally South by Southwest was going on here and there was a really cool event with uh, Diplo was performing. The only way you were able to get into the event is if you owned his NFT. Um, Gary V has a hot new restaurant that's going to be coming out in New York 
we heard about it's maybe coming out in like two years. The way in which you're going to be able to book a reservation there is by holding one of his NFTs. So when it comes to community connection, there's going to be, there is already, and there's will be so much more to come mm. um, in, in the NFT, blockchain, crypto coin um, experience. So I think that it's still very new for many of us. It's like the wild, wild west. And the, the reality is this is happening. This is coming. This is happening. The more that you learn about it, the more you invest time, the better off you'll be so that you don't get totally shaken. Like when we moved on to the cloud from servers, right? And this transition onto the cloud, that still there are people not doing it. Same thing is going to happen, I think, in that space. The other area, you know, is social audio. And this is what we, Josh and I just did an event, how do you social audio to grow your brand um, last week. And social audio is really interesting. Spoken word audio has been at, on a steady increase, seven, eight percent over the last 10 years, which that's the category of podcasts, radio, audible, mm. right? Where you are listening to something getting broadcasted to. Social audio has become a thing really with the release of Clubhouse. Clubhouse is really what started this new capability. Uh, it is having a two way conversation. That's the difference between just a typical podcast, right? Where we're sitting here talking, but when somebody's listening to this at some point, I don't know who they are, I can't connect with them. I can't have them come up to say hello and ask a question, right? Almost as if you're at a live experience. Mm. And that's what social audio provides. And it provides this opportunity to not only learn and hear from experts, but for the people to be involved in that conversation. It allows everyone to be heard. Okay. And that's what everyone is really seeking right now. People are seeking, they're thirsty to be not just seen, but be heard mm. by the people around you. So, you know, LinkedIn, there's over 180 different social audio platforms, which is crazy to think about. Um, you got Facebook has linked, Facebook has their own experience. You have Twitter spaces, you have green room with Spotify. Obviously we have Clubhouse. Amazon just came out with AMP. LinkedIn audio event came out in January and we're um, part of the few hundred beta testers that have access to create rooms. Um, we have a room every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central. And so this is just really interesting, right? Where now on LinkedIn, I'm able to have a conversation with Josh, talk to people and see who's in my experience in the room, connect with them right there. So when we talk about communication and connection, mm -hmm. Wow, what an incredible way to grow your network, to grow people, to hear somebody. So not just reading a post from somebody, to actually hear how they communicate, hear how they, because you have to think on your feet, right? When I'm running a room with Josh, we have a certain intention and flow and people really enjoy, or maybe they don't enjoy, but they get an experience from hanging out with us that has been incredible incredibly valuable in growing my brand, not only in growing followers, but in growing up literally business opportunities, speaking opportunities, you name it. 
um, that's happened because people can now hear my intelligence. They can hear how fast I can think on my feet. And when you're just able to ask questions as a listener, how cool is it? I've been on quote unquote stages with, I mean, some incredible people, Grant Cardone to Paris Hilton to, you know, Disclosure. I was almost dying when I, Disclosure is one of my favorite artists and he was, right, just how cool is it? to be in this ex live experience and feel like I could talk to them right now, but I'm at home and my PJs in my bed. I suppose what the whole communication thing it is that everyone has become quite disconnected. And even I think it was, uh, was it Dr. James Doty into the magic shop years back. And he talked about that the aspect of loneliness was already there. And that was before COVID, you know, and the disconnect, oh, yeah. you know, so even a lot of us, so now, yes, we are scheduling zooms and as you said having this conversation yeah. but i know people come to me randomly afterwards after these and say oh you know that episode with rachel and you talked about that that oh, i would have been good if you could actually come into the space with us yeah so it's more of that so yeah. the or, social audio so say if someone wanted to try social audio now yeah what where is it you're in linkedin not yet any person can listen in to an audio room. You just need to be able to find it. So the discoverability, because it's in beta, is a little tough. If you look up hashtag LinkedIn audio event, or you literally go under the search functionality and look up LinkedIn audio, and then under the events tab, you can see all of the audio events that are happening and register for them. Only the beta testers can create those events like oh. myself. So you cannot just create your own experience. Now, Twitter spaces, like I said, there's wisdom. I mean, there's lots of different platforms. I do think Clubhouse is because it's sort of the OG. I think they do have a great experience. They continue to do so many optimizations to the app. Um, and it's a great place to meet people, to hop in and feel comfortable you know you don't have to create your own room you could just and i wouldn't advise that in the beginning susan i would advise that you go find people check listen listen ask a question if you feel comfortable really observe right mm -hmm. listen 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 observe and see how and if this platform this opportunity is going to be the best for you some people are just not into social audio it's no, not their okay. thing and that's okay for people that are great speakers and it's a great if you like to listen like a podcast then you'll also enjoy it too and i think that's the thing like a lot of us in business go oh i've got to start this i've got to start that It'd be good to also test it out by attending yeah and just feel it but totally. coming around to that we talked about the human conversation and it's about doing what you do on social media differently can become part of how you communicate as a, a whole human being. I think that's probably the, the key to it, to, to pause a little bit though and take your time to think about it before you just rush in and keep on blaring all over social media. Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. Think about what are you trying to inspire in others? Who are you trying to attract? Who is your audience? What are your skills? These are my four pieces of building a personal brand. What are your skills, your superpowers? Who is your audience? What's your differentiation? So what experiences, credibility do you have? And then what's your passion? Those are the elements of creating a personal brand. And the more clear you are in that, and it's an evolution, doesn't need to be perfect, the easier it's gonna be for you to create content. Because when you're super clear 
on your value proposition, then you're like, okay, I'm talking about personal branding. I'm talking about content marketing and I'm going to talk about the career journey. Those are my content themes. I have content themes. And so it helps you just like making a marketing plan for a company. You make it for yourself. I know. I like that. I think I've taken a fair bit from our chat today. And as I said, because, um, yeah, we, we did have the few ideas of where we were going to go, but I feel this is an important topic because there's so many of us in this space that, you know, we're just trying to find different ways of being. And I do know a lot of people who are have lost interest in the Facebook and I said I call it the blur, actually our company name that owns our businesses is called Break the Blur, uh, Proprietary Limited. So, um, yeah, my husband and I are very much into breaking the blur in life, you know, after yeah. years and years of being in business. I think I think that will be really helpful, what you shared today, Rachel, and I really, really appreciate what you have shared. What I would also like to ask you, though, because it is the usual question, is do you have a favourite mantra or an inspirational quote off the top of your head? Mm, I say... I surrender to the divine all the time. Okay. I do. I go woo on you. Om namo naroni. And I say I surrender to the divine when I'm feeling any, almost every day to just how can I be a vehicle in this, in this energy, in this place, a light worker and be at home in myself mm. and then in, in what I do. So the more that I surrender, the more, the more keeps coming. I know. Even your dog just came. Look at that. And even my dog just came. <laughs> it's been great. Mum's surrendering to the divine. It must be dinner time. Perfect. Yeah, see? There you go. It works. It works. <laughs> okay, well, we'll wrap that up now. And, yeah, and I'll be in touch again thank soon. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much, Susan. I really appreciate having some time to talk and you definitely, you know, got my brain thinking. So I really appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. So I'll be sharing this on you know, the usual platforms and also the transcript as best as I can put together will be an article on my website soon. So susandunlop.com.au just to maybe prod you along to think about your own, you know, authentic message and how you get across care to your customers and your clients because that's all that really matters in the end. Thank you, everyone. Take care.